shout out Rabs Abortion Clinic and uh, King Crabs. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Chris Paul was making fun of James' man boobs in practice. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. I don't even know where you're sitting at. But. <laughs> I believe this is getting a bit silly. Welcome back to Slam Drunk. I'm Andrew Hernandez the fourth. The fourth stands for the overall draft pick that the Chargers will have in the 2021 draft because they fucking suck. I'm Michael H. The H stands for halibut. That's a type of fish. Uh, Westner for no, no connection to draft picks whatsoever. Just fish. And this is our housekeeping segment. Uh, Drew's house housekeeping has been cut for this episode. So, Mike, what do you have? Because I don't think I'm allowed to talk right now. Fantasy update. First place fantasy champion and your very own producer. With more enthusiasm, Mike. First place fantasy champion and the guy who wrote my script, August the Doggist has prepared a classic rock song to quote, knock your papa's socks off in honor of him beating me in fantasy last week. Aug calls this ditty to me, Baba O'Cox. Oh, you son of a bitch. Is this a, is this the who? on the fields oh god Mike's team they reveal they get their butts kicked for a living I don't need to gloat to prove I'm the goat Tyreek Hill needs to go to prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. For domestic and child sexual abuse allegations that the Chiefs disregarded. Mike, don't cry. Don't raise your eyes. It's only fantasy football. Michael, take my hand and please help me understand. You had James Robinson until you went and sold her. The reckoning is here The playoffs are near You should trade more players Before they pop a shoulder Seriously, Mike, the trade deadline's this week and I'm interested in either Miles Sanders or Mike Davis. Fantasy football It's only fantasy football Fantasy football, oh yeah, fantasy football. You're all cucks, 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 
Yeah. All right, that's fair. James Robinson definitely identifies as a man. I don't think I had anyone pop a shoulder. I know I had a COVID incident, but yeah, shouldn't have drafted Tyreek Hill. That was my bad. I got scared. Uh, other than that, I deserve every beating that I get. It wasn't even close this week, so good work. Also, that was a really high-quality acapella. I wish we had the lyrics for, for cucks at the end. I, yeah. I, I, I would have liked to count how many cucks there are. A lot of the cucks I ended up having to cut. You know, I, I really wanted to make this song six minutes of cucks. I hate having to cut cucks, you know. You should make our outro 60 cucks. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and also like us on our Untapped. So far, I'm pretty disappointed. We only have two followers on Untapped, and both of them are parts of this, this program. So, yeah, step up your game. Follow the beers that we drink. I'll put Modelo on as soon as I sober up. Up next in this week's housekeeping segment is we got our very first fan email, which you can also send an email to at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com. So Mr. Weatherman69 emailed us a question as a listener that he has to have answered immediately. And he said, can you guys please do a segment on fuck, Mary kill, but for sports coaches? And of course we said, of course. So the first round, the first... Sorry. Of course. Of course. So the first batch of fucks, marries, and kills that we have are Michael, prepare yourself, Vince Lombardi, Mike Ditka, and Rocky Balboa, who coached in Rocky Five. Wow. I have to look up what Vince Lombardi looks like before I make my decision. Well, he's definitely dead now. I don't know if that takes – I don't know if we're um, supposed to take that kind of stuff into account. Like, is it, is it him in his prime? What if his prime is dead? No offense to the Lombardi family. Well, I mean, he's, he's not a looker. He's not a looker. I mean, I don't think any of these guys are. If you like mustaches, then you'll like Mike Ditka. But other than that – Well, Sylvester Stallone was in a porn. Uh, Mike Ditka, I feel like, has the most money, so I'm going to marry him. Rocky, I feel like, is a gentle but strong lover. I'm going to fuck him. And then Vince Lombardi, I don't know enough about him, so I'm going to kill him. Sorry. I disagree. Only slightly. Uh, I'm going to marry Vince Lombardi. You know, football genius. Would love to get inside his head. Mike Ditka, I'm going to kill. I think he's kind of a douchebag. And Rocky, I don't know enough about. But you don't need to. So, you know, fuck Rocky. Our next batch is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was an assistant coach for the Lakers. Andy Reid, and Anthony Lynn. I know exactly who I'm going with here at each position. I'm going to marry Anthony Lynn as much as I don't like him football-wise. Great person. There's no arguing that. I'm going to fuck Andy Reid. I don't especially want to fuck Andy Reid, but I don't want to fuck Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because everyone knows that's going to end. I mean, what an intimidating person to have sex with. So Andy Reid, you know, we're kind of on the, the, on the same physical level. Mike, what do you think? I was going to say I definitely want to fuck Kareem because I want to be intimidated. I'm going to marry Andy Reid because I appreciate what he did for the Eagles and also his walrus mustache looks really nice uh, in terms of kissing me goodnight. And Anthony Lynn, I'm going to kill. Sorry, I don't know enough about him. 
Same reasons. That's okay. You know, based on the Chargers' recent performances, I could also kill Anthony Lynn without thinking too much about it. Up next, our next trio are Jill Ellis, the U.S. women's soccer coach, Nancy Lieberman, and Pat Summit, who is the best women's coach of all time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Jill Ellis because I appreciate U.S. women's soccer. Uh, not that I don't appreciate the other two women, but I don't know them as well, and that's all it comes down to. I'm going to fuck Pat Summit because of what you just said, and I'm going to kill Nancy Lieberman because I looked up both of their resumes, and Nancy's was slightly less impressive just on a quick glance of Wikipedia. I should pay better attention to women's sports. There are women in sports that I know better than these people, I will admit, but yeah, I should probably do a deep dive of, of women's basketball. That's fair. And I find myself in the same boat. Uh, I'm also going to marry Jill Ellis. Specifically, I mean, I think that she just looks like an old version of Pam from The Office. Maybe it's just the picture that the only one that I'm looking at and the only one that I've ever seen of her. Yeah, so that just gives me merry vibes. Uh, second, Nancy Lieberman is going to be uh, my fuck. And Pat Summit, the only picture I'm looking at of her is her actually like screaming. So that kind of scares me. I don't like being screamed at. So that's how I rank those three. And let's go on to our next segment. Real quick, just a slight election highlight for your motherfuckers at home that voted. And for those of you who didn't vote, you should vote. This is a, a Philly slash gritty slash 76ers slash general election slash social justice highlight. Pennsylvania went blue. Fantastic. Congratulations, Philadelphia. There was no doubt it was going to go blue, but August and I wanted to give a shout out to our home metropolitan area. 50-foot paper mache eagle going around City Hall. That's dope. The Nationals, last year's World Series champs, who are the Phillies' hated rivals, they declined uh, the invite to the White House after they won the World Series, but they still invited Biden, president-elect, to throw out the first pitch next season, which is pretty dope. And also, bringing it back to Philly, Torrey Smith and Chris Long, former Eagles, uh, they were bantering on Twitter about how Torrey Smith technically did meet the president, even though the Eagles declined to go to the White House to meet Trump after Super Bowl 52, because... Biden was in attendance for Super Bowl 52 and went out of his way to say hi to Tory Smith and his young son. So that was really cool and heartwarming. Um, so he technically met the vice president and future president in one day. So shout out Philly, uh, Pennsylvania in general, and all of you who voted. Also shout out to Biden's super, super in-depth campaign officials who did their research on the Wilmington, Delaware, Philadelphia, Delaware Valley area and let him run out because he did run. He's not that old. He jogged out to the 76ers song during his, his campaign congratulatory, self-congratulatory acceptance on whatever night it was. Night five of election night. And right now, August is coming in, into my fucking ear. God damn it, that sounds worse. <laughs> that, was, that was so much worse. Oh, I love when he breaks out the timer. All right, Drew, introduce the next part. And now we are on to a very important segment of the show. Mm. Not that important. And now we are on to a fundamental segment of this show. We are introducing our beer for this week. And this week we have the shiny gold, crisp, small bottled Modelo. Mike, you want to tell us a little bit more about this beer? See. It has a 4.4 alcohol content, and it's a Mexican lager that has been brewed since 1925 in Mexico. Genuine. 
South of the border. 1925, otherwise known as the year, year right before, before 1926. 1926. I was this thinking the same beer, thing. Yeah, great job, Mike. I love that we're in sync like this. This beer is the official beer of the UFC, the universal food. This beer is the official beer of the UFC and DraftKings. Modelo is also the second most imported beer into the United States. In 2018, we, as Americans, drank almost 64 million cases of this shit. Good for us. Yay! My first impressions are that it's really good and very tasty. Shout out Mexico. What are your first impressions? My very first impression of this beer, and maybe I was swayed by, you know, it's delicious looking gold flakes wrapped all around its shaft, we'll say. My first impression of this beer is that it's uh, a lot bougier than I thought it was going to be for as cheap as it was. And, you know, I mean, just given the gold flakes and everything. And my very, very first impression taste-wise was that I, I got a little sense of a little bit of honey right there. And honey is one of my, you know, most favorite I don't know if it's a condiment or what, but honey is one of my, my favorite flavors in my food palette. And Mike, I'm drinking this out of a bottle, so I get the gold flakes. I don't know if you do, because you're drinking this out of a can, right? Yeah, I had to provide the gold flakes separately. These were outsourced. Where did you get your gold flakes? It's this deli outside Tampa. They sell pork rinds, jumbo shrimp, and gold flakes. Very nice. I'm drinking out of the bottle. I like the bottle. I, I don't know if this is a scientific truth, but I like bottles more because I, I think that they keep the beer colder for longer. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but that's you know one of my very brief uninformed observations about this. The reason why I like cans more overall though is because I have the option of shotgunning. I can't shotgun out of a bottle, or at least I don't know if I have the equipment for that. I don't know what equipment would be needed for that. I can't shotgun out of a bottle. I'm a little upset about it. So Mike, you're probably gonna have to shotgun this episode in honor of one of the guests on the show that I'm most excited for who we'll get to in just a few minutes. Due to hurricane-related difficulties... Someone tell him he's correct. I was just getting to it, August. I didn't explain why it's my voice instead of Mike's. It turns out that my house is flooding. That's why I got an alert. So this week, instead of let's getting shitty on teams, we're going to get not so shitty. We're going to remove shit from teams. We see big old piles of shit in the NFL, and we're going to shovel it off. Um, and the reason we're doing that is because of the election and a certain variety of, of sports team in a certain league that did pretty good representing their home states. This week, we are getting complimenty on our avian brothers. And that's specifically because in the election that took place a little over a week um, ago from today, we had states with professional sports teams, specifically NFL teams that are birds, such as the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Falcons, the Eagles, and the Seahawks, all in states that went blue and especially in counties that went blue. And that's big for us. We're Joe Biden fans. Fuck Donald Trump. I'll say it. These guys showed up big, bigger than they do in some sports games. I'm looking at you Falcons and, you know, not to mention, Mike, I know that you'll have something to say about this. Birds are the most direct descendants of dinosaurs, or you could argue that they're dinosaurs themselves. Also, a quick shout out to every professional sports team that opened up its doors of its stadiums for polling locations. There was an article that came out in the Newsweek publication recently that said preliminary data shows that it might have had an effect on voter turnout. 
in every county where an NFL stadium opened or an NBA stadium opened, they see an increase in voter turnout. So shout out to those bird teams and other teams, including the Atlanta Hawks from the NBA, that, but not exclusive to them, that may have had an impact on voter turnout. Also, Drew, I'm glad that you mentioned that about birds and dinosaurs. Birds are technically dinosaurs. They're direct descendants from them. They are technically, according to Wikipedia, the only living dinosaur. Also, for your only dinosaur-related fact today, they found a, what was it? They found a Tyrannosaurid, not necessarily a Tyrannosaurus rex, but one of its cousins in fetus form, and it was the size of a dog. So pro-life or pro-choice dinosaurs? I don't know. For you to decide in the next election, maybe. And before we get to the next election, we'll get to our next segment where we get to introduce one of our good friends, the boy who cried poop. My biggest concern is testicular torsion. You schmuck. Listen, when you've been (laughs) dick deep in pharmacological mechanisms, you come talk to me. Welcome everybody to sports nicknames with poop boy the game everyone wins except for our dear college friend ben ben we're very lucky we are very humbled to have the poop boy himself on this episode why don't you go ahead and open your next modello with us thanks mike it's great to be here i really love you guys and i'll tell you i know a lot more about healthcare than i do about sports but um we'll see what happens we'll see how it goes Here's how sports nicknames with Poop Boy is going to work. We ask the Poop Boy himself if the nicknames written and gathered by August are real or if they're bullshit. Before we begin, it would only be fair if we explain how Ben got the nickname Poop Boy. The first day he moved into a suite with eight of our friends in college, he clogged his toilet. And that's it. That's the story of Poop Boy. All right, Ben, true or false? Joe DiMaggio was nicknamed the Yankee Clipper. True. Correct. Great job, Ben. Woody the Rocket Johnson, real or fake name? False. Good for you, Ben. Larry Bird, the hick from the French Lick. Wow. That's an inventive one. I'm going to go with false because that sounds like Mike's writing. Unfortunately not, and it would be August writing. Larry Bird was actually called that. Poor guy. Damn it. The next one is Ed Too Tall Jones. False. Wrong again, poop boy. That one's real. I don't know if he's vertically inclined or not. I haven't seen him. Get ready for this one then. Steven Handwasher Stevenson. I thought you were going to say Steve Mnuchin. True. Incorrect. It is false. He was handwashing challenged. Randy Johnson, the big unit. True. That one is true. Very good, Ben. Is Mike frozen or just really excited? He's definitely frozen. <laughs> Mike. He's, he's like gone. He's munching on a tur- turkey leg right now. He's having a great time, though. He looks thrilled. What if he's Winter's- just fucking with us, just sitting still? Oh, he's gone. There he goes. Can you guys hear me? Am I back on? I can hear you now, Mike. Much okay. darker. I just lost power, so I'm on a hot spot. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot about the hurricane. Yeah, I am currently in the middle of the hurricane, and somehow my computer is still charged, and my TV is on. The rest of me is just blacked (laughs) out. 
You guys should do a fuck Mary kill with hurricanes. <laughs> ben, real or fake name? Mike Hurricane Wessner. I've seen that man's thighs. False. <laughs> I love that you went false with that reasoning. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, you are on to our our next one. Does Google Docs work when your power's out? Yeah, I'm just very dark. I'm going right. to trip up the stairs later. Raphael Forrest, the hairy fairy. Mm-hmm. I feel like you said two synonyms there, so I'm going to go with true. Incorrect. Up next is Devante Small Shoes Williams. Can I ask what, what sport he's in? No. Uh, true. That one's false. Sorry, man. Fuck. <laughs> Rafer, skip to my Lou, Alston. False. Nobody skips anymore. Oh, but they do Lou. Sorry, that was true. In this economy? (laughs) (laughs) Sasha Jensen, the pointy mountain. You're just making shit up. True. It's false. We got to get you out of this rut, dude. (laughs) To be clear, when we make things up, they are false. (laughs) Jason Williams, white chocolate. True. Correct. Daryl Dawkins, chocolate thunder. Chocolate rain. I'm going to go with true. It is true. Good for you, Ben. I'm back on it. All right. You should get this one. William. True. The refrigerate. <laughs> Correct. Was William the refrigerator Barry. Just a matter of odds, boys. Well, put your odds to the test here. Aldi banana split brown. Hmm. It's a lot of potassium. I'm going to go with false. Ooh. Correct. No, you're right, Ben. You're right. I'm just fucking with you. Great job. Vinny Johnson, the microwave. I don't like that. No, no, no. Nope. False. I'm afraid it is true. And he was located on the same outlet that the refrigerator was plugged into. (laughs) Maybe that's why your power's out, Mike. That's completely fair. Marquise Hogan's, the smoke detector. Oh, I love it. I'm going to go with false. I feel like you looked up and saw that. It is false. Good job. America runs on Duncan Dobbins. Where is he from? The north or the south? Mm, you're getting a little civil war there. It's a very important distinction, the Union and the Confederacy. Can I phone a friend? It depends on who your friend is. Google. No. <laughs> well, probably the worst friend name you could have come up with. I'm going to go with false because Tim Hortons is better. Mike, are you Mike, okay? what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I have a security system, and when the uh, when the power went off, they think I'm being robbed, so I'm getting <laughs> calls and emails, and I don't know how to tell them that I'm live on a podcast, so they might send the cops. Are when, you positive you're not being robbed? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe they cut your power. Hello? <laughs> Hello? No, they always respond. Glenn- I'm recording, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> You ever heard of Slam Drunk? This is where it happens. Found on Apple and Spotify. Glenn Big Baby Davis. That one's mine. You Wait, just... I thought you have to say whether I'm right or wrong with the Duncan guy. Yeah. Uh, did you say it was fake or real? I did not say either. It was not fake. you, Mike, Ben. <laughs> I said it was fake. Because I like Tim Hortons better. Correct. Ben, your next one is Glenn Big Baby Davis. True. Excellent job. I can feel that one. Joe, the computer fixer, Krug. Hmm. 
Or is it the 21st century? True. That one is false. And because Mike is dealing with an actual hurricane, I have two more to get through with you. Lay it on me. The first one I'm is, not employed. That's true. Big advantage there. The first one is Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare. God, a man can dream. I'm going to say true on that one. Unfortunately, it is true. <laughs> <clears throat> I've just received a note from our producer that currently Ben has gotten 10 correct and 10 incorrect, and he has one more to go. So let's see. Will the Ben Poop Boy Polinos get above 500? Ben, the last name is Dick Buckus. That's it. That's the name, Dick Buckus, real or fake? You know, it's been a long run, and it all comes down to this. And, you know, I think back to something my dad said a really long time ago. He was like, Ben, go into a STEM field. So I'm going to pick true. It's true. Your dad is correct. You picked the right field, and Dick Buckus is a real name. Good for you, Ben. Ben, you win. It's now time to finish your beer while Mike grabs his snorkel and finishes recording with us. Like I needed an excuse. Ben, are you having fun on our show? I'm living the dream right now. Um, I, I can go get my next beer. We can try to buy Mike a little bit of time. That's Fellas, I am so sorry. My house is flooding. Like, actually? Like, I have water outside that's like an inch up to the back door. And How are the sandbags? This on a, ineffective. Fucking bullshit. Twelve of them. None of them are working. So I have water coming through, and I just, I have no idea what to do. So I am going to keep you guys on and hopefully be back, but if I'm taking too long, whatever, go ahead and I'll just hop back in. I think, Mike, you should get in the shower and we'll do a live take of you, like, in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> okay, so, Mike, you're not going to be with us for somebody to get the trainer? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Just keep texting me. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, no worries. You hold down the floor. Um, Drew, okay, so now... One second, one second, one second. Yeah. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad I stopped you? That was awesome. Thank you. I I feel really bad for Mike. I mean, like, what what do you do? You get a bunch of fans. We have plenty of fans for this <laughs> podcast. And, I'm not um, going to call it a Katrina situation. Yeah. What? The levees aren't holding. I don't know what else uh, to call it. So before we go on, we should make a short announcement. Unfortunately, um, Mother Nature has decided to condemn Mike's house and is currently filling it with water. Uh, he is actually dealing with, you know, only a Category 1 hurricane, but his house is right on the water, so there is water currently going into his house. So he is taking a step away. Hopefully we'll have him back before the end of the episode. But for now, we're going to keep on going because, you know, the train keeps – for now, we're going to keep on going because we still have beers that need to be drunk. Drank? Drank. Uh, and those beers are Mod- <laughs> and those beers are Modelo's because once again they are the favorite beer of Ben Poopboy Polino. So Ben, thank you again for joining us for our second game today, and it is called Somebody Get the Trainer. And here's how it works: 
we, or I guess right now me, I'm going to tell you a violent sports injury, and you're going to tell us how to get that player back in the game ASAP. No questions asked. Doesn't matter the injury. They have to get back on the field right this second. A note for our listeners, Ben is uniquely qualified for this game because he was on ESER or Eckerd College Emergency Response Team and has seen quite a few unique boo-boos that he has had to patch up. All right, Ben, and just a reminder, every scenario that you're being given today is something that has happened. It is a real injury that a real person has sustained, and your job is to get them on the field. Before we try to get them on the field, uh, let's open Modelo number five. Which coincidentally is also another way to get them on the field. <laughs> Save it for the segment, Ben. We laugh, baby. All right, Ben, you ready? Let's do it. Here's your first scenario. After recording an assist on a goal, Swiss soccer player Paolo Diojo jumped onto a metal perimeter fence to celebrate his achievement with the fans. But the recently married Diojo didn't realize his wedding ring got stuck on the fence. One third of his ring finger was ripped off when he jumped down, and then he was given a yellow card for delaying the game while searching for it. How would you get him back in the game as quickly as possible? All right, well, this is a pretty classic case of a degloving injury. Classic case. Happens all the time. Bachelors will be hopping over fences, pool hopping the night before their big day. They'll catch their ring right on a, on a fence, and that's all it takes. Fortunately, it's a minor digit. You don't need it to walk. You don't need it to kick. Realistically, I'd imagine a good amount of gauze, a couple Motrin, maybe a children's Tylenol, and that would be absolutely sufficient. If he's not backflipping and scoring goals, he doesn't belong in the league. That was excellent. That's exactly <laughs> what we're looking for uh, for this segment and for guests on the show. That was perfect. Okay, good. Wow, guys, that was really amazing. I have water two inches up uh, all the way around my house. My windows are leaking, uh, and I now have water coming through the back door, the front door. It has reached my stairs. I need to unplug things from the outlets that are still working and make my way upstairs. So I'm going to grab as many towels as I can, blankets that I don't care about, and plug up every hole that I can find, move all of my, my fragile things from the floor onto high surfaces, and meet you guys back upstairs. Mike, check back in when you can. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I couldn't hear you. My, uh, my ceiling is falling down. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Mike is actually having to organize his belongings in, in a vertical style to avoid water damage. While Mike has gone downstairs, this is a really time to take a break for an ad. So here's our advertisement for this week's episode. Do you suffer from excessive flooding? No, but my co-host does. Has your neighbors all moved away? Yes. Was it because of the flooding? Yes. I'm sure it isn't. But either way, you could use some serious flood insurance. If you live below the Bible Belt, you should absolutely consider getting some flood insurance. Global warming is at an all-time high. What exactly do we insure? Floods, water, excessive amounts of water that come into your house and take all your stuff. So now's your time to prepare yourself, prepare your family, prepare your neighbors, and buy Polino and Hernandez the fourth flood insurance. You want a wet wife? I'm sure you don't. 
We'll keep your wife dry. We'll keep your kids dry. We'll keep your floors, your couches, your TV, your PlayStation, and your podcast microphone dry. Call us at 188-SLAM-DRUNK. Polito here with Polito and Hernandez Flood Insurance. We have with us today a gentleman who's been deeply affected by floods. Hi guys, Noah here from Noah's Ark. And I know what you're thinking. Didn't you have flooding? No, I didn't. And that was the problem. That was, I, you know, a whole animal thing. There were two of them. But if I had the double-decker flood insurance by Polino and Hernandez IV, I'm sure God wouldn't have been successful in destroying the earth. Not just for home, not just for auto, but for, like, home-boat situation combination, too. Polino and Hernandez IV flood insurance. We'll get you out of Egypt. We'll get you out of Egypt. (laughs) All right, Ben, our second scenario for you. Just this last year, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Jose Alvarez was struck directly in the balls on a line drive traveling 105 miles per hour. You're his trainer. He has to get back in the game right now. How do you do it? All right, Drew. Well, aside from the immediate impact, perhaps, you know, I'll tell you what. One thing that was driven home to me, I will drive home to you, is mechanism, mechanism, mechanism. If you have a hot one flying at a hot one, you best watch out. My biggest concern is testicular torsion, which particularly presents with ischemic to the testes, as in not enough blood flow to where you want a lot of blood flow. Are you telling me ischemic is not the indigenous group of people that live in the snow? That's Inuit. (laughs) <laughs> good for you ben good for you that that was you know spot on all right very quick good for you i'm gonna do some new at throat singing go ahead in this case i would recommend probably a chair to put out on the mound perhaps he could sit there with a hole in it or maybe a donut either way i would uh probably recommend a lot of morphine you're saying shoot him up Put him in a, a chair with a hole in it so his balls can just hang down, get, you know, breathe a little bit, and he's good to go. I think that would work. Yeah, I think that would work. Great. Uh, I mean, I, as a coach who knows nothing about baseball, I would do it. For the next 12 to 16 hours, that would work just fine. Um, beyond that, I would consider re-signing. Ben, our third scenario for you is about Lionel Simmons from the NBA. In his very first year in the professional league, He was trying to set the all-time high score on his Nintendo Game Boy when he developed tendonitis, which caused his wrist to become so inflamed that he could not grip a basketball. How do you get Lionel over here back on the court? Well, it's a hard conversation, honestly, but contrary to the previous topics that we've discussed, this one's terminal. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll ever play again. The best that I can recommend is a good career coach. Very nice. Ben, our fourth scenario for you, takes us all the way back to the early 2000s. In 2003, legendary baseball cheater Sammy Sosa once sneezed so violently that he sprained a ligament in his back. Get him back on the field for me. That's particularly interesting. I've not heard of that before, but general precautions for ligamental strains or tendinous strains really go the same way. Medicate and ship them out. All I can recommend is a solid chiropractor after he gets done and a lot of therapy. Ben, the final scenario we have for you is on July 4th, 2015. 
Jason Pierre-Paul of the National Football League was celebrating Independence Day with his friends and family like any good American before a pandemic when one of the fireworks suddenly exploded near his right hand. He now wears a club and is missing a couple of fingers. In an interview with Sports Illustrated, Jason Pierre-Paul, otherwise known as JPP, said, I saw how the hand really is without skin on it. Let's say he was he was the the pyro uh, met the pyromechanics guy during the NFL game when they launch fireworks and they score blah 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 blows up his hand in the middle of a game. How do you get him back for me? Back on the field, he's a pass rusher, one of the most important positions in the NFL, and I need him to get after the quarterback. How do you get him back in the game for me and keep him effective? Well, this is what we would call a distracting injury, right? Looks terrible, no skin on the hand. Seems real bad, right? Potentially. Perhaps the biggest concern is blood loss, obviously. But assuming that that could be controlled, which it can in most circumstances, I would recommend that he just holds his arm above his head the whole time. That seems adequate to me. What do you think about this, Ben? (laughs) I regret everything I just said. (laughs) Oh, man. Let me close out of... His hand injury. Congratulations, Ben. You've won the game. You've given us sound, evidence-based medical advice. You've gotten our players back on the field. And your reward is to finish your beer before we move on to the next segment. That's why I went with Hernandez and Polino the fourth. <laughs> it's Polino and Hernandez. If you're if you're it's like Polino me. and Hernandez the fourth. <laughs> This isn't my dad's blood insurance company. I built myself up from the ground. He told me to go in STEM. My power's out, and Ben is still a dweeb. All right, without further ado, welcome to the impromptu potato salad review. I have now been thrust into the co-host role. We both know that uh, I can do no service to Mikhail, but... I think it's time that we review some of the common potato salad brands from across the region. God knows we'd like this to be a 10 second review, but it's gonna be a little bit longer. I'm coming at you live from Atlanta, Georgia. My colleague here is coming at you live from New Mexico. And this is for you, Mike. I'll be here for a moment and uh, hear about my potato salad. I am the resident trainer, unrelated, but um, potato salad time. Yeah, and since we're just doing quick introductions again, I'll just go ahead and say, I'm Andrew. How am I going to replace Mike Wessner Hernandez? The fourth, the four stands for the amount of dollars I spent on this very large tub of Walmart potato salad. This is one of Mike's favorite. Uh, four also stands for probably the uh, number of inches of water that is now in Mike's house. He's really struggling dealing with this problem. Not that he's struggling. It's, it's a problem that you're going to struggle dealing with. So We're we struggling feel bad with his Mark. absence. Yes. Sorry, we are also sorry. struggling. Um, four in Andrew Hernandez IV also stands for the number of people that should be on the Zoom call. And uh, because we lost Mike, we no longer have that. So in his honor, we are reviewing his favorite potato salad from Walmart, the Great Value Potato Salad itself. Ben, very quickly, first impressions – what do you like about it? What you don't like about it? And then we'll get out of here. Okay. I like the predictability, right? You expect onion, right? I mean, you can't have potato salad without onion. And it's there, you know? Um, it's full-bodied. I know it when I see it. 
I know it when I taste it. Oh, yeah, no, it's good. Um, it's cold, also expected of a potato salad worth its salt, or mayo in this case. Um, I guess if I had to be picky, I would say that I can't really taste anything other than onion. It feels like something that comes out of a fermented Lunchable. How do you feel, Drew? My initial reaction to this was, holy fuck, that smell just punched me in my face. Um, I bought this fresh. I mean, not actually fresh. It came in a plastic container from my Walmart pickup yesterday. But yesterday is a lot fresher than, you know, like Saturday or something. So overall, I'm. this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mike, I miss you. I wish you were here for this. I know that you would have raved about Walmart's potato salad. I can't do it. The potatoes are too plain. I think that it's almost like I'm eating soft ice cubes just with mayonnaise and onions and something yellow. But I miss you. This reminds me of you. And I wish you were here to do our impromptu potato salad review. And now we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming. I'll especially, I would say this in front of them, but, you know, I'll especially say it because it's not Ben? So, I mean, I play a lot of video games with Ben. You know, I mean, he's played a lot of, like, specifically Call of Duty with, like, you know, me, Trev, Landon, Tyler, you know, the whole squad, and Bill. And um, Ben will be like, hold on, guys, you know, go ahead and start the game, but I have to go poop real fast. I'll be right back. And he comes back in, like, 90 seconds. He's done pooping. He's uh, The game hasn't even, like, started yet, and he's already done pooping, and he's wiped his ass, and he's back. Look at him. Look how fast he is. <laughs> ben, I, I was... wash my hands. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. We got some big boy shit going on. So you should grab yourself a can of Chef Boyardee and get over it. My friend's house is flooding. This is the Poop Boy and Drew beer review. And what we're going to do now, as always, is open... Beer number six. Talk about it. Ben, are you ready to open our last beer for this episode? I think so. Uh, good to hear. Let's do it, brother. Good stuff. All right, Ben. So we're going to start reviewing this beer. So for you, we're now six in. How do you like Modelo? Well, she's just as sweet as when we started. Her smell is a little bit more nauseating, but it's to be expected. How about you? Yeah, overall, I would say this beer exceeded my expectations. It is one of the cheaper beers out on the market. I bought this at, at a Pickwick. It cost me $9 for a six-pack. Overall, to get something with gold flakes on it, to get something that tastes like honey when I first drink it, you did mention the smell is not great. I agree. It could definitely be better. But overall, the taste is good. I don't mind drinking it, for sure. Um, I enjoy it. I wish alcohol percentage was a little bit higher than 4.4, but overall, I mean, I'm good with this beer. I'm, I'm excited to rate it at, at the end of this segment, but Ben, for you, and you know, you are, are very fluent in the language of Modelo. What is your favorite memory of drinking Modelo? If you could only pick one. Excellent question. Well, I'll tell you, I spent a very privileged month in Guadalajara, Mexico, and I think uh, the best Modelo I've had was warm. And it was on a beach. And I think the two canceled themselves out. So it tasted like liquid gold. That's really all I can say about it. Now that I'm taking a good long whiff of it, it kind of smells like a deflated balloon. But um, I'm not going to let that get in the way of me. This is number six, after all. 
And, you know, it just, it just blows my mind that um, the entire United Fighting Club, is that what UFC stands for? Yeah, the entire UFC drinks this stuff. And I can see why, but I guess I could also see why it would make me incredibly irritable and a bit aggressive. Thank you for sharing, Ben. Uh, I'll go ahead and move on to our next portion of the segment, which is rating how, how drunk this beer got us. And, you know, as we all know, I have a little bit of potato salad in my, in my stomach, so I'm a little prone to not getting as drunk as normal. But, you know, I should say, overall, this beer didn't get me that drunk. If I needed to, like if I really needed to, I could drive. Opening the sixth one, okay. But after I finished the sixth one, if my calculations are correct, you know, 4.4 alcohol, alcohol percentage, we've drank six of them, I would be 26.4% alcohol which I don't think would pass any kind of sobriety test. Overall, I, I wish that the beer got me more drunk, but it tastes better than a lot of beers that did get me more drunk. So I'll take it as in between. I could keep drinking this and I could continue to get drunk. So overall, the, my drunkenness now is, uh, I mean, like a five out of 10, but I'm willing to keep drinking if I had bought more than a six pack, which I should have. I should have bought a six pack of cans as well. So I could have shotgunned in, you know, memory of our former co-host, Michael Wessner. Yeah. I mean, I weigh about as much as a soaking wet chihuahua. So um, six beers in, I feel excellent. You know, I could fly a plane if I had to. I'm not saying that I would. Actually, I'm saying I wouldn't. But, you know, the Modelo is really um, doing its job. It comes from Mexico and it's actually made of corn. And corn is near and dear to the heart of any American. So that's fine by me. I don't know. I guess uh, I'm okay with uh, more immigration. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't have. I don't have any comment for for the last thing that you said. Uh, let's move into rating the beer on a scale of one to ten. Ben, I, I know that you know you you favor this beer. This is one of your favorite beers. For me, I mean, this is one of the better beers we we've done on this podcast so far. Oh, Mike has entered the waiting room. Uh -oh. It, it says the flood, so I assume that's Mike. <laughs> Mike, are you there? I can't stay for long in case I need to call for help. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, if, if, okay, first we're going to do the beer review. If possible, stay after for a little bit and get your potato salad if that is at all possible. We rated the potato salad without you, but we missed you throughout the entire segment. So if that's a possibility for you, prepare, prepare to deal with that after we do the beer review. Okay. Okay, so Mike, we are rating this beer on a scale of 1 to 10. I know you're in a rush. I'm excited to hear what you think. So has Modelo helped you get through this rough patch of yours? It has. Um, I think, you know, the Modelo, I'm, I've only had four. I've had three and a half. I had to stop at three and one half. Um, my can is currently crushed up into bits because of my anxiety. But I am, I'm, I'm a little too drunk to deal with the situation, and that's exactly where I want to be. Have you already compared teams to beer? No, we have not. Okay, I have a team. For me, the Modelo is like the Phoenix Suns because Modelo is from Mexico. The Suns have played three games in Mexico City over the past three years. Mexico is hot. The Suns are based on being hot. They played outside. They're actually one of the few NBA teams who have played outside. The Suns are famous for a brand of offense called Seven Seconds or Less where they tried to get a shot off as fast as possible. I have finished each of these beers in seven seconds or less, except for the one that uh, I was drinking mid-hurricane. Both of their brands are yellow. They both have Spanish names, uh, except only when the Suns wear those Suns on their jerseys, and neither the Suns or Modelo have won an NBA championship. That's it for me. Great job, Mike. Thank you very much for that response. For me, Modelo, I'm actually, I'm sticking with the NBA, which I don't do very frequently. 
But I am saying that for me, Modelo would be the Golden State Warriors because I think as soon as you see this beer, it is a flashy beer. You know, it has the gold on it. Golden State Warriors, they wear yellow, blah, 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 fancy and, and flashy. The, the Golden State Warriors play a brand of basketball that attracted a lot of fans to the NBA because of the high scoring, fast paced, you know, just style of basketball that they play. Modelo, I think, is attractive if someone is walking to an if I were walking into a store and just looking for a beer based on looks, Modelo would be one of uh, it, it would be one of the top beers that I'd grab based exclusively on looks. Um, ben, do you want to go ahead and just kind of give a shot at giving this beer, assigning this beer to a team? Yeah, I'll give that a shot. You know, if you really look at Modelo, good and hard, you see that it's got heart, right? It's not the best beer. God knows it's not the best beer, but it's got heart. And so do the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have not won a Super Bowl in God knows how long, but man, do they have heart. And you know, blue and red look great, but um, I think you could add gold and people wouldn't even flinch. And so um, Modelo, Buffalo, I don't know. I could see a lot of chants coming out of that, and um, I'd support any of them that come out of that. So, thank you for sounding out Buffalo and, and Modelo for us, Ben. That was very helpful for me in in seeing your vision for this team. And <laughs> see how deep it is. I'm walking them through my house. This is me. I don't know if you can hear this well, but listeners, this is me stepping on my first floor. It's a fucking aquarium, okay? I'm getting potato salad. Well, if 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 we were playing a video game right now, we'd be playing like a scary thriller type video game. Mike is walking in the dark on the bottom floor of his house with a flashlight in hand. You can see really well in the middle of the flashlight. You can see across the room, but it is scary. Ah, there's a mahi mahi on the wall. I don't know its name. Probably Marvin. It really scared me. Uh, he's walking us towards the refrigerator right now. His mission is to grab the potato salad. He's lagging a little bit. We're in the kitchen. We are opening the fridge. The fridge gives us, oh, it does not give us additional light because the power is out. He is looking frantically for the potato salad. We see a 12 pack of Modelo. We see the potato salad. He has it in hand. We're giving you the play-by-play. He's setting it on the counter. He's shining his flashlight on it. He's begging for a spoon to be laying around somewhere. Please tell me that somewhere on this counter I left out a spoon. You can hear the crackling of his Walmart using, plastic. Sorry, I'm using my hands. He's using his hands to eat the potato salad. This man is a dedicated player. He's dedicated to this sport. He is eating potato salad live right in front of us. His camera turned off for a second. His name in our Zoom call is The Flood. And right now, his stomach is flooding with potato salad all for us. We are getting a view of his face as he eats a potato salad. It looks great. A little bit of the mustache. Nothing less than you would expect from Michael Potato Salad Wessner. He is stuffing his face with his hands with his potato salad. It is like you saw an absolute caveman walk into a Walmart. <laughs> and he is washing his hands on the water in his floor. He has two inches of water to work with throughout his whole house. I don't know if that is salt water or if that is fresh water. Mike, give it a taste if you want to add a little saltiness it's to salt potato water. salad. <laughs> it is salt water, he says. We have potato it's salad salt water. It tastes like my floor. <laughs> Michael, give me um, a, a, I'm gonna a, a potato salad out. 
Yeah, leave it out. It's horrifying in here. Anyway, yeah, what I got to go soon. So what, was, what was the last question? Um, I was just going to say, what do you think is the most common Florida creature to be attracted to potato salad after you wash your hands in salt water inside of your house? Is this a Sharknado 2 reference? I've never seen any of the Sharknados. I'm asking you, what animal do you think is the most likely to pop up now that you have rinsed your potato salad covered fingers in your house water? Most likely, probably a catfish because they're garbage and they'll eat anything off my floor, especially potato salad. My hope is, um, oh God, almost slipped on my fucking floor. My hope is some nice grouper. Because then I could, in turn, if my fridge, if everything in my fridge goes bad, I could then um, light a match and cook some grouper. I will not cook a catfish. I will swim to the McDonald's down the street before <laughs> cooking catfish. Yeah, get a uh, filet fish yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike Wester. This is my house. Uh, the A stands for half an inch of water on my first floor. Just kidding. It's more like three inches. I'm Drew Hernandez. The fourth, the four stands for closer to the three inches of water that is in Mike's house than his half inch that he provided. And we were joined by special guest Ben Poop Boy Polino on this week's episode. Mike, I assume I'll be taking care of the credits myself this week, or are you still able to help us out there? Uh, you will. Let me just guess some of them so I get my voice in. Yeah. Uh, Sophie, Sophie Levinson does something for us. Tyler is our art. Our music is uh, Chill Out Media. Visit them by Googling Chill Out Media. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> Mike, you're my hero. Oh, he's gone. Okay. August Dichter is our producer, and he swears that he does not spit in our sandwiches that he makes us every single day for lunch. Sophie Levinson is our sound engineer. Tyler Salami Eglin works his sweet, sexy magic on our episode art. William J. Powell is our European sports correspondent. Noah Landstrom is our animal mascot hunting expert. Ben, the poop boy Polino, is our in-house trainer. And the Meg of the group. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quaz. Check out Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com. As always, please email us at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com. Don't drink if you're under the age of 21 and wear a mask or if you're in Mike's situation. Put on your snorkel. Thank you for joining us on the ninth episode of Slam Drunk. To the next 95 snorkels. This is most troubling, yes? Let me tell you what you need to do. The next time you are in high traffic area, take lots of pictures, no? Make sure there are no sleeper agents. And take a couple melatonin, why don't you? It's good for our immune system, no? Let me tell you about Russia. We have helpline, yes. It consists of sitting in snow in Siberia. I have to chip away at my piss room for two hours just to set my winner on something warm, yes? Back to you, Frank. Cut that. Take care. Thank you for calling hotline.